Decor with Shannon Fogarty. Arts and entertainment for the Midlands. With the Dean Crow Theatre and Arts Centre Athlone. Imagine the possibilities. DeanCrowTheatre.com Welcome to Encore on Midlands 103 with me, Shannon Fogarty. This is your dedicated arts show that's bringing you all the best of the arts happening in Leash, Offaly and Westmeath. First off, before I get into the show, I just want to say a massive thank you to everybody for all of the love and support and kind messages I've gotten about my first show last week. I had... The best time with it. I had the most amazing guest. My producer, Sarah, was fantastic. She had my back and I honestly cannot thank everyone enough. I've gotten so many nice messages. My family had messaged me. I'd have people from abroad message me. So no, it was very, very nice. And I'm very lucky now that I'm back in for my second show. And if you missed last week's show, that's okay. That's all right. It's not the end of the world. You can listen back to the podcast. It's up on midlands103.com or wherever you stream your podcasts from. If you just search Midlands, 103 and Encore, you'll find my little face in the picture and you can listen back to last week's show. And while you're searching for Midlands 103, you might as well go and give our social media platforms a like and a follow. So we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on LinkedIn, we're on Instagram and we're on TikTok. And I just have to say, the Midlands 103 Instagram account is very, very, very close to 10,000 followers. And I know it would be absolutely amazing for the digital team if we could get there. So if you're not following Midlands 103 on Instagram just yet, if you could just quickly, quickly go over and give us a like and a follow, we'd really appreciate it. It'd be really nice to wake up next week and be on 10,000 followers. And again, we're on TikTok. We have some very funny videos up, so it's definitely worth a listen. I have a great lineup for you tonight. I think I'm going to say that every week, but I'm always very, very excited about the guests that I bring on. So tonight, you're going to hear about the Mount Melek Drama Festival that's coming up in March. We're going to chat to an Eden Dairy playwright that has been nominated for the Best New Play in the Irish Times Theatre Awards. We're going to chat to Lisa Canny, who is bringing her headline show to Mullingar very soon. And I'm also going to pull in our producer, Sarah, to have a chat about fictional audiobooks and podcasts that are available. But first, let's get right into our first guest. I'm very excited to be joined in studio by chairman of the Mount Medic Drama Festival, Shay Flannery. Shay, thank you so much for coming in today. Thank to speak you very to much for having this. us. Oh, brilliant. So first off, tell me a little bit more about the Mount Medic Drama Festival itself. Mount Medic Drama Festival, it's running this year, it's its 32nd or 33rd year. We started in 1989. We missed out 2001 because of foot and mouth and of course 2020 and 21 because of um, COVID. COVID. It's held in the Community Arts Centre, affectionately known in Mount Melick as the Concert Hall or the Cinema, because there's a cinema there as well, which has two theatres. Downstairs we have the main auditorium, which is 450 seats, where we hold the festival and has been described as probably some of the best acoustics in the country. The place was designed by the famous Michael Scott, the architect. Groups apply from all over the country to come to us and they have over the number of years have come from all over the country have always been very warmly welcomed in Mount and always a lot of them have come back on numerous occasions to us and um, we're very fortunate with the festival that we're supported very much so by the credit union who are our main sponsor in Mount and they make it possible for us to um, to do it but we're uh, but the, the festival is moving with the times well most of 
problem, or I'm not in the part of that, insofar <laughs> as that now you can book your tickets online. That sort of it makes it very convenient for people, but that's not to say that if you're not familiar like me f- with that sort of thing, mm-hmm. we take cash at the door, we look after people, that we have that facility there as well. And uh, One thing that I found that I absolutely love is that you're renowned as one of the friendliest theatre events. I would say that is yeah. without question. I think that's absolutely incredible, especially for running for 30 years. I think anybody that comes to us, we have people who come to us and say everything works and we it almost works so silently you don't know there's anybody there. Oh wow. Doing the job. Yeah. Everybody knows their own job. The committee, the groupings together from the from the drama group, they work fantastically well together. Everybody has a job. They just go and do it. They don't make a fuss about it. And it tells with the audience as well. The audience are very impressed. Mm. And there's always a cup of tea at the interval. It's it's sort of it's it's a something that's sitting there since we started. Oh, I love it. So this is an eight-day drama festival with groups, as you said, from all over Ireland that come. Yep. What can we expect now from the week? Well, I suppose the handiest way of going through that is to go down through the nights <laughs> yep. that are in it. Starting on the 3rd of March, which is... F- on the Friday night, we have the Beauty Queen of Lenan coming from Kilrush Drama Group in County Wexford. And um, it's directed by Mick Byrne. Now, the Beauty Queen has been with us on a number of occasions, and I have no doubt will again. Um, it's set in the mountains in Connemara. The Beauty Queen tells... It's the dark comic tale of Maureen Fallen, plain and lonely woman in her early forties, and Mag, her manipulative aging mother. And Mag's interference in Maureen's first and possibly final chance of having a relationship set in motion, a train of events that leaves inexorably towards the play's terrifying end. It's wow. Martin McDonough's first play. Oh, brilliant. Kilroy's Drama Group are celebrating their 50th anniversary. They have plenty of experience on both the open and confined section. And this year, they're in the open section. On Saturday the 4th, we have Glenamaddy players from County Galway. They're a well-known group. And they are doing a play called Proof by David Auburn. On the eve of her 25th birthday, Catherine, a young woman who has spent many years caring for her brilliant but unstable father, must deal not only with his death, but with the arrival of her estranged sister, Claire, and with the attentions of Hal, a former student of her father's who hopes to find valuable work in the 103 notebooks that Robert left behind. And Lenamaddy, Lenamaddy are 50 years on the go, so they're a, they're, a, they're a group with plenty of experience. Exactly. We move on to Sunday the 5th, The Kings of the Kilburn High Road by Jimmy Murphy. This play hit the, the headlines some years ago and it's been presented to us by the Ray Leonard players from Claire Morris and this group is in the confined section as are Glenda Maddy, the Saturday night's play. In the mid-70s, a group of young men left their homes in the west of Ireland and sailed across the sea to England to make their fortunes. Twenty-five years later, only Jackie Flavin makes it home, but he's in a coffin. The play takes place on the day the winners and losers of the group meet up for a drink to Flavin's memory and look at their lives and lost dreams. Secrets are revealed and lies are uncovered. The Ray Leonard players were established. Ray was a very renowned person in Claire Morris for drama. So they called the group after him and 
something which is happening more and more often. The Tomorrow's Men's Shed have designed and built the set for this play. Oh my God, that's incredible. So it's nice to see that communities are yeah. getting involved as well. On Monday the 6th, the father by Florian Zeller, translated by Christopher Hampton, and we have the English version of it in case anyone is getting worried. <laughs> it's Wexford Drama Group. It's in the open section. Andre is a Parisian man facing persecution from all sides and he refuses to take it any longer. So there is intrigue in this play. Now this play is the only one we have that has no interval. So there's no okay. tea on that night. It's it's a very interesting play, and I think it's a play that people will like very much. The Wexford Drama Group were founded in 1966, so they're 57 years on the go. And they perform three full-length plays every year and have qualified for the All-Ireland Open Finals in Athlone on a number of occasions. Oh, amazing. Tuesday the 7th, we're back to Martin McDonough. Holy Cross Ballycahill are bringing us a skull in Connemara. For one week each autumn, Mick Dowd is hired to disinter the bones in a certain section of his local cemetery to make way for new arrivals. At the time approaches for him to dig up those of his own late wife. Strange rumours regarding his involvement in her sudden death seven years ago gradually begin to surface. A Holy Cross Ballycahill have one day confined circuit festival uh, for this group's first outing in the open festival this year. And um, they're an experienced group, very ex experienced down there in Holy Cross in Tipperary. Wednesday the 9th, Ballyduff Drama Group, a very experienced group. They're bringing us a play called The Welkin, Welkin by Lucy Kirkwood. This is like the 12 Angry Men, <laughs> but it's 12 women. A jury of 12 women are taken from their household to decide whether she's telling the truth as somebody who's accused of murder or simply trying to escape the noose. Ballyduff have won the All-Ireland in Athlone on a number of occasions. They have won the festival in... Mount Merrick on a number of occasions as well and they're, they're good friends of ours but they always do first class stuff which all these groups do Thursday the 9th Farsiders by Finton Kelly the Enniscorty drama group this is in the confined section Belly Duffer in the open section we'll do that in a minute set in Enniscorty in 1981 Friends Chopper Hawk and Red work in the local unemployment office and plan to go to the rugby disco at the weekend. Chopper fancies Mary, but has never had the courage to ask her out. Oh. So does Pat Corrigan, who has been bullying Chopper since they were kids. Will Chopper finally get the girl of his dreams? I hope so. Well, we'll have to come to <laughs> Mount Melick to find out. Exactly. Um, the drama group were established in, in Escorty in 2013, and this is their first time. No, their first play was The Tinker's Wedding. They did a series of one-act play, one plays, which they do on a regular basis. They won a couple of drama festivals in their outings in, in the last ten years. They produced The Beauty Queen of Lanan in 18. And they are an experienced, a young but an experienced group. And on Friday the 10th, we finish off with a play by Conor McPherson called The Seafarer, Thurless Drama Group. Again, this is in the open section. And the they present two three-act plays every year in the sorts down there. And the, the seafarer, it's Christmas Eve and Sharky has returned to Dublin to look after Richard, his irascible and ageing brother who has recently gone blind. Sharky, an alcoholic, is battling to get through Christmas without a drink. 
Richard's drinking buddy Ivan is holed up in the house too. They are joined for a game of poker by Sharky's old love rival, Nicky, who brings along the mysterious Mr. Lockhart. In their alcohol-induced world, they drink, they fight, and they gamble. But with the arrival of this stranger from the distant past, the stakes are raised even higher. A Sharky might be playing for his very soul. So again... McPherson is a very experienced writer, writes some tremendous, tremendous plays, and they're always full of intrigue. There's a great story, and there's something worth, worth following. Um, and we have, we, we, as I said, we're very lucky to have the groups we have. They're a very experienced group. They do good stuff at a high standard, whether it be open or confined. And let me explain open and confined. <laughs> And the only way I can really compare it that people will uh, sort of see what I mean, it's like GEA, open is senior, confined is intermediate, shall we I say. I gotcha. So you have to qualify through the confined to get into the open. But that's the normal, the normal procedure at it. But the gaps between the two of them are very, very light. The storylines for each of them sounds... I, I, I'm going to go each night because I, I can't pick one. As I said, it's there. It's a wonderful, wonderful week of entertainment. It is, and it's on from the 3rd to the 10th of March, and it'll be nightly from 8pm. 8pm. We start rigidly at 8 o'clock. Most plays are around the two hours, and you can add an interval onto that when we have an interval, which we have every night this year except the Monday night. This year we have David Scott back with us as our adjudicator. He was with us last year, a very fine adjudicator, and um, he was in Game of Thrones. And um, but a lovely, lovely guy and uh, a wonderful adjudicator, and we're we're glad to have him back this year again. And of course, I can't let it go without mentioning that next year the Mount Malik Drama Festival, in its normal format, won't take place next year because next year we're hosting the All Ireland Confined Final. Oh, amazing! So it's a big thing. It's the first time it has come to Mount Malik. We believe we have. Probably the best venue in the country for it, yeah. for because of the 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 theatre that's that's there, and it's very comfortable, and it's always very warm. We have car parking around it, which is supervised car parking as well. So, and we're we're there's plenty of parking in the middle of the town anyway. So there is. That's fantastic. So you basically go this year if you want to see the festival. You can get tickets out MalikDramaFestival dot ie. You can get season tickets so that you can have a ticket for every night of the week or you have nightly tickets and as you said you can get tickets at the door or buy them online you can buy them online or you can get them at the door we will meet you and greet you perfect thank you so much for coming in Shay I really appreciate your time thank you very much and I hope that um, the people who hear this some of them I know will have been with us many years bring a friend again more information and for tickets go to mountmelikdramafestival.ie I am very excited for our next guest who is joining us he's a multi-award winning playwright screenwriter and a former actor from Eden Dairy. Eugene O'Brien is on the phone with us Eugene hi how are you? I'm very well thank you for having me on thank you for joining us we're very excited to have you on and First off, congratulations for being nominated nominated for uh, best new play in the Irish Times Theatre Awards. Thank you very much. It was it was great to get the nomination and great uh, that our uh, both our actors that were also nominated. Um, we were just in New York um, in January with the show. We did three weeks over there. 
in a kind of off-Broadway house called E59E, very nice place. Um, and um, we had a great time over there. The show really went down really well, uh, really good reviews, all of that. Great response from people. So it was nice to come home then and um, and see that we got nominated as well. That's incredible. And to bring it over to New York, that must have been an amazing feeling to go over there with that. Yeah, no, it was great. Like it, it was, it was a prearranged thing. We 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 debuted in the uh, Dublin Theatre Festival this year, and um, we did a small kind of tour around the country as well. And then uh, Fish Amble, who produced the play, are brilliant at producing new plays, and they have a relationship with this theatre. So it, they, you know, they sent the play to them uh, to read, and they liked it. So it was all set up, um, and so it was really great to get over there. You know, uh, so the next. Um, so hopefully the next step is like hopefully Edinburgh uh, Festival and um, another run in Ireland um, would be great, you know. So just for some of our listeners who, who aren't aware of what Heaven is, can you give us a bit of a backstory into the play? Well, it's um, it's a play about... I wrote a play about 20-odd years ago called Eden, which was kind of my break. I was an actor before that, and then Eden gave me my break into being a kind of playwright and writer. Um, and Eden was about a kind of married couple in the Midland town and uh, going through some problems and it was uh, alternative monologues so, so you know the husband would speak then the wife would speak and then the husband would speak they never speak to each other they just speak to us so it's like they're confessing stuff to us that they can't say to each other and I kind of like I, I kind of like this this way of doing things so um, uh, this so this this play is, is kind of a mirror piece to that one uh, Heaven it's 20 years later it's a totally different couple same town and um, this couple actually live in Limerick, but they're in the town for a weekend for uh, the, the wife's sister's wedding. So they're back for a wedding in the Midland town. And uh, they're great. They have a very good relationship in many ways. They get on very well. But there's something missing from their marriage. And there's a lot of deep, dark, hidden desires um, that have been lay, laid dormant and a lot of inner truths that they've never revealed to each other. And over the course of this wedding, um, all of this kind of comes out um, and huge life decisions have to be made. So it's, 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 um, so that's kind of what it's about. Again, it's alternative monologues. Man speaks, woman speaks, and they never speak to each other. I'm sure there are some couples out there that would like to have it that way, but... <laughs> well, you know, yeah. we all have our moments uh, for that. But uh, so, so that's kind of the, 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 the bottom line of it. And um, I wrote it kind of during COVID and um, wrote, it, wrote, it, wrote it quite quickly, actually. It's one of those that just came out of me. Oh, lovely. And, uh, and then we got a great cast, uh, Andrew Bennett, who's um, riding the crest of the On Colleen Tune Oscar nomination at the moment. He's he's the he's the main actor in that. So um, he's going to the Baftas this Sunday, and he's on a whole kind of trip. So it's it's kind of amazing. Yeah, and he's a brilliant actor from Limerick, um, who I've been very friendly with for many years. So actually, when I was writing the play, I I kind of um, had him in mind, you know, as as I was writing it. So glad, thankfully, he liked it and he agreed to do it. And uh, we have a great actress called Janet Morn, who also directs. And she's uh, been done loads of things over the years. She's brilliant. So we were very lucky to get her as well. She's amazing in the part. So it was a very happy um, team and happy kind of rehearsal. You know, it was, it was, it was a real joy. Uh, very easeful. 
Some I, gigs aren't as, you know, some gigs can be more painful than others. This one was was a real uh, easy one. I, I saw um, just a snippet of it on on YouTube and they're both incredible actors. They did very well, I have to say, from what I saw. Um, and just yeah. for your play, Eden, Eden actually won um, the Best Act in the Irish Times Award back in 2001. It did indeed. Uh, yes, uh, many years ago, 2002, actually, is when they gave, out, gave, it, gave the award. Um, and um, that's 21 years ago. My God, that's frightening. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, so it, 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 yes, it won the award that year. And um, Catherine Walsh, who, who was brilliant in it, played uh, Brita, and she won the Best Actress. And we had the great Don Richley in it as well. So again, we had an amazing cast and a great director, Colin McPherson, who's um, a world-renowned uh, playwright. Um, so, and again, very lucky to have that team. And uh, it's all about collaboration, really, all, all, all these things, you know. Exactly. And as you said, you wrote Heaven during COVID. Where, so the inspiration obviously came from a little bit of Eden, but where else did the inspiration come from for Heaven? Uh, I suppose I wanted to write something. I kind of felt I wanted to go back to that town and see what it was like now. And, um, and then these characters kind of just came into my head. And I wanted to write something about being in my 50s. Like I'm in my 50s now. I was in my 30s when I wrote Eden and those characters were in their 30s. So I wanted to write something about middle age and the concerns of middle age and um, desire and sex in middle age and all, all those kind of things. And also write about the town. So um, my brother Ken had brought me around my own town um, about three or four years ago and just kind of showed me around. And it's kind of interesting. And, and uh, at the beginning of this play, uh, the wife's sister shows her around the town and tells her what's going on. And uh, that was a good entry point into it. So that was kind of the instigation uh, for for writing it, yeah. As you said, it didn't take you long. So once the creativity starts flowing, you got it out. Yeah, I think it was in me for a while. You know what I mean? Some things you have to drag out of you and other things are are slightly easier. They just come out, you know. So I'm just wondering, coming on to 2023, what other exciting things do you have planned that we can see from you? Uh, Well, I have a book in the shop uh, that was released last year called Going Back, which is a... The continuing story of Scobie Donahue, who was a character in a show I wrote called Pure Mule. And um, it's about Scobie's turning 40. He's just come back from Australia after being 10 years away from home. And now he has to move back in with the Manny, and things are not as rosy as they once were for him. Um, so it's a, it's a kind of, a, hopefully, a kind of a heart rending uh, book with, with lots of fun in it as well, you know. And it's been doing very well, and hopefully. Um, Anyone who hasn't read it, please go and get a copy. <laughs> so that's kind of out. And we have a film out as well called Tarok, which is an Irish language film. Um, it's from the same kind of uh, scheme that produced On Colin Kuhn. And um, we shot it in Kerry in the end of 2021. So it's going to be released this summer in cinemas uh, here and in the UK. And um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a film, it's a sports movie really about naval, naval growing, which is curra growing in Kerry. And it's a kind of father-daughter story, and um, I think it's—I think it's a lovely, really nice film. Directed by Declan Rex, who I've worked with on Pure Mule, and he made the film of Eden as well. Declan's from Clara, so hopefully that will—that—that um, that will be something that people will want to come out and see. You know, I think it's—it'll um, be really good. It's, uh, it'll be coming in the summer. That's very exciting. If you let us know when exactly that comes out, I'd love to tell all of our listeners about that. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. That'd be great. That'd be amazing. And it's very exciting because Sunday, the March 26th, is when you'll find out how well Heaven does in that. And you've been nominated along with some amazing plays. I mean, Lilo by Kira Elizabeth Smith, 
Good Sex by Dead Centre and Amelia Pine, Lost Lear by Don Collie. There's some great plays in there, and to have yours included in that must be an incredible feeling. Oh, it's great. Yeah, yeah. And it's, uh, yeah, because mine, mine is more an old fashioned type of play, you know, as in it's um, kind of monologues and people, you know, you sit down at a table and write. Uh, you know, the, the, the fashion in theatre now is to make plays together. People, people come together as an ensemble and improvise and, um, it's um, it's kind of a new way of making theatre, they call us. So a lot of those shows are, are in that done that way by younger companies. So we're kind of the old age pensioner in there a little bit. but uh, And they're all brilliant work, especially Dead Centre, are, are do amazing stuff, you know. So, uh, But it's just nice to be nominated and, and we'll have a bit of crack on the night and that's it, really, you know. Oh, exactly. Um, it, and yeah. on March 26th, we'll, we'll find out. And I wish you the absolute best of luck with it. I think it's an incredible opportunity you have. Great. Well, thank you very much. No problem. Well, look, thank you so much for joining us. And we're very excited to um, hear about this movie coming out this summer. So, again, once you hear more on that and we have a release date, let me know because I'd love to tell our listeners more about that. Absolutely. I will will, will absolutely do that. That'd be great. Eugene, again, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Take care. Eugene has some incredible things in the woodwork for 2023. And again, once I find out more information on his movie coming out this summer, I will give you all the details because it will definitely be worth a watch. I am very excited to say you're going to hear from incredible artist Lisa Canny, who is bringing her headline show to Mullingar on the 25th of February. Hi, Lisa, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Thank you so much for coming on. I'm very, very excited to be speaking to you. Thanks for having me. So, tell me, seven-time All-Ireland champion on harp and banjo, that's an incredible achievement. Yeah, yeah, I was uh, heavily involved in SLA from a very young age and obviously a very competitive child as well, <laughs> so um uh, got involved at, at like about age 11, I think, was my um my first time doing the FLA and then just became obsessed with it. So um, over the years, yeah, I was lucky to, to take home uh, seven titles. And the harp plays a massive part in the music that you make today. It sure does. Yeah, harp and banjo still, actually. Um, I, I probably only played trad and Irish tradition music for the majority of my like childhood and teens. But I was also like going home and after listening to all of like John Carthy's banjo album The Cat That Ate The Candle like from from beginning to end seven times I'd then turn on Destiny's Child and Spice Girls you know so I was I was definitely conflicted in my uh, my my style of music choices and um, yeah so having the harp and banjo kind of um, at the foundation it's it's uh, mixed in with some contemporary influences and a lot of the other stuff that I listened to and loved and I was a wannabe scary spice for most of my life so um, the music that I make now is a mixture of those two things I suppose I have to admit the way that you incorporate the two of them is incredible your your song Lifeline and Snakeskin I am obsessed with oh thank you I very think much. they're they're both beautiful pieces that you've written and your voice as well is absolutely incredible thank you very much yeah I've, um, I, I didn't write any any music at all like any any lyrics until I was kind of like early 20s I'd already done a degree in Irish music in, in UL and I went on to do a master's in Cork in um, ethnomusicology but with a focus still in, in trad so I really focused in on that for, for a long time and it was only after that that I started to kind of explore 
writing lyrics, you know, and writing songs and that whole other school of thought with songwriting, craft and all that. So, um, yeah, Lifeline was one of the first, the first song I released and one of the first that I wrote. Um, so it's been uh, quite a journey since. I know, and Lifeline has reached reached number nine in the Irish charts when you released it back in 2015, which is a great accomplishment for the first song that you've ever written. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I tricked everybody into thinking it was worthy of being on the top ten. Oh, it, it definitely <laughs> is. I've, I've actually listened to it on repeat. I think it's a beautiful oh, piece. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I love that song too. And I just, I have yeah, to admit, the way you play the harp as well, I, and you don't see many people in... in like I know you'd see them more in a traditional aspect play the harp, mm-hmm. but for the, the twist that you put on it, it's it's a beautiful mm-hmm. way that you play. Thank you. Yeah, I think um, the harp is definitely like my kind of extra limb, you know, and when people find that instrument that works best for you, it was definitely the harp for me. And I love trad so much. It's like my where my heart is and uh, the beginning of my like love for music. So it's always going to be um, right at the core of it. But once I started exploring what else you can do with it, I realized we kind of limit it um, in, in folk music cultures an awful lot to kind of just being the accompaniment instrument when there's so much rhythmic um, potential there as well and just different textures that you can get out of it. So it's like having a piano with extra effects right at your fingertips. So when I kind of opened that, opened that door or broke down that wall, it was like a new playground. You really did a great job of it. I mean, now, the only time I've really seen a harp being played would be by Amy in The Big Bang Theory. Right. <laughs> I know, it sounds absolutely terrible, but it's it's nice you- to see an Irish person do it and not in the traditional form, just to mix it up and make it more sort of modern. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That's hilarious. Um, yeah, there's, 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 I mean, we're also like a, just so many brilliant musicians. Like there's so many brilliant Irish musicians and, and the Irish music thing is such a good foundation as well for like going, going out and exploring other places because you get such a good technical foundation with, with learning trad. Um, but yeah, it's lovely to, to branch out a little bit more and use it in, in, in new spaces. Yeah. And I see that you had, toured in the US and Canada and pretty much all over with this how was how was that oh that was absolute dream come true madness started touring when I was 19 um, before I was even legally able to have a beer over in the in the US imagine after coming from Ireland in college to go over <laughs> to the US exactly and not be able to have a beer. yeah um, obviously I did not have a beer the whole time I was there but um we had a great time for like four or five years toured with the likes of Celtic Crossroads and um, Celtic Spree, Celtic Gold, all the Celtics. <laughs> and then Ragus did a lot of that in, in Europe and got to go to Russia and playing massive stages, you know, thousands of people. So it was an amazing opportunity. It, it was thrown right into the deep end. Um, and uh, you get to learn so much from that experience. And even just how to like entertain and not just make music and play it, you know, like actually putting on a show. I think that has a huge part of, or a huge reason as to why my show is like it is now, which is, you know, I, I want to put on an actual show for people and not just regurgitate the music live kind of thing, you know? So um, I think it had a huge influence in me in that respect. 
Oh my God, I'm expecting a lot now and when Mullingar comes up on the 25th, it'll be brilliant yes. to have you down there with some special guests. And I mean, people can buy tickets on Eventbrite and I'm sure they can find links on your website as well to all the other tours that you're doing around Ireland and even in the UK and that. Yes, everything's up online. I'm most active on Instagram. Um, so that'll be the first place to be updated. But yeah, everything's up online. And even a quick Google of whatever... Um, city in my name it'll it'll come up with a link for you I'm very excited I have to admit now I think I'm definitely going to be going to it because Lifeline Lifeline and Snakeskin have really got to me they have to be my absolute favourites and you need to change the uh, the Big Bang Theory experience of heart (laughs) very true I do need to change that that. very very much so yeah (laughs) I'm just I'm just trying to give you new experiences Shannon at least I love it thank you (laughs) you're so welcome Don't, don't mention it you're Very so welcome. So and everyone be- who's listening, they can have a new experience too. Come on down. Exactly. Come on down to the Stables <laughs> Mullingar on Saturday, 25th of February from 7 p.m. Lisa, thanks so much for coming on and teaching me that, you know, the Big Bang Theory isn't the only place for a heart. It is not. It is not. I'll prove, I'll prove that on the 25th. Thanks, Shannon. If you would like to go see Lisa Canny, then you should definitely check out her tickets on Eventbrite for Mullingar on the 25th of February. It'll be an incredible night. And as she says, she's there to entertain, not just to sing the song. So it'll be a fabulous night of music and entertainment. And I can't wait to go to it. I know you might like the sound of my voice right now and you might love radio as much as I do. Myself and my producer Sarah were chatting about podcasts and audiobooks and of course radio. And it got us thinking into what sort of audiobooks and podcasts are out there that are more fictional. You know, you have your funny ones, you've got your scary ones, you've got your true crime ones. We wanted to see what was more fictional, the ones you can kind of disappear into, the ones that you can listen to in the car, on a walk, when you're busy and you just don't have time to actually grab a physical book. Sarah? Hi. Thank you so much for coming in. I am very excited to hear what you have for me. I am a big lover of the podcast. (laughs) And I have just found lots of fictional podcasts, which are so much fun, as you just said. And you can just go for a walk and disappear into a different land sometimes, which is just perfect. Another thing uh, that's happened quite recently, uh, in the last couple of months actually, is that Spotify have now got audiobooks as well. Oh, lovely. And if you are on their subscription, there are actually quite a few uh, free ones that you can listen to. Now, I will say they are good, and I'm listening to The Sorcerer's Ring at the moment, which is a fictional podcast. Well, not a podcast, it's a book. It's a fictional book all about dragons, swords, things like that. Love it. Knights. Uh, And you can really get lost with it. But they are a little bit cheeky on there as well Mm. because these books are part of a 17-book series. So you start listening to one, which is in the free, and uh, then you have to pay for the others. That's how they catch you. Yeah. (laughs) But look, have a look into them. Uh, There are a lot of audiobooks on there that you can get for free or you can also um, pay for as well. But that's one place. But you can also listen to a whole host of fantastic fictional podcasts on, again, on Spotify, on uh, Apple, on anywhere, Google, whatever platform you listen to. I have one called Pocket Cast, uh, and they're free, which is great, the podcasts. Yeah. And there's loads of really good ones. Um, there's a company, an American company called Realm, and they do a host of really enjoyable fictional podcasts. They have ones called Memory Lane. 
um, Spider King, which is a little bit scary. And okay. there's a lot of spiders in there, too. I'm not a big fan <laughs> of spiders now, Sarah. I think you know at this stage. I'm, <laughs> I am actually... T- terrified terrified of spiders so i might not <laughs> probably not but there's also a really good sci-fi uh feature podcast which is called the bullet catcher which is really good it's also quite family friendly as well oh lovely and you've also got quite a few nice family friendly podcasts out there which are you know like audiobooks uh very fictional there's one called fey and fiends fey and fiends sorry uh and another one called the dark is rising which is a bbc uh, audio podcast they're really great they are great for listening in the car if you're going on a long trip especially with kids oh 100 percent. they're really good and they're just written so beautifully and like with books because i'm one i get lost in a book i love a book curling up next to a fire with a book is number one thing for me as you said it's not always um feasible if you've you've got a busy life if you've got children uh and you're always around uh trying to do things with them but these just bring that imaginary world into your life so easily um with podcasts as well and with that you get a lot of the audio so sound effects the voice artists that they get reading them just really bring it all to life and talking about bringing it to life there's an irish podcast which i'd love to just quickly get out to your audience which is fantastic okay now this is for an adult audience uh, and if you like watching things like black mirror oh yeah now this is the one for you it's it's a little bit scary in parts but it's written and um directed by a man called peter dunn okay don't worry, it's not our breakfast presenter, Peter Dunn. <laughs> I, was about, I was about to say, that name does sound very familiar. <laughs> no, it's called Petrified. Now, there uh, there's three seasons of them, so there's lots and lots of episodes for you to get into. And each episode is a different story. So it's positioned as a horror fictional anathol... Sorry, I can't say that word. <laughs> anathology. An- <laughs> I will get it out. Anthology podcast, uh, and it's all about like a darker side of Ireland. So it's it's all Irish people and all Irish actors, and it's so great. And it's also put together and produced by Liam Geraghty as well. And again, the sound effects, everything in it just works so well. Oh, that's the one thing I love about either podcasts or movies. It's the music. I always feel like that's exactly what gets my emotions going. So if I watch a scary film. I have to turn the sound off just so I know I can watch it. So I'd love to get lost in some of these audiobooks and podcasts because I just feel like your imagination starts going, you're envisioning what's happening in your own head. I love that about a good podcast. And I mean, this is something I'd really like to get into, especially when I walk my little dog, Lexi. I think it's just something that I can disappear into in a, a little bit, which is, I think, which is nice. And it helps you relax yeah. after a long day, I think, sometimes as well, just getting into them. I mean, I will say Petrified does bring new lights to things, but it, it's so well written that, honestly, it's one of the best fictional podcasts out there, I would say, per, from a personal standpoint. And the fact that it's Irish-grown as well is really yeah. great. Exactly. I'll have to give that a listen now when I'm bringing Lexi for a walk this evening. Oh, absolutely. You will You will absolutely love it. But, the, you know, there are a load out there. It's just basically to tell everyone that podcast doesn't always have to be about real life things, talks, things like that. There are a huge fictional 
place for them and obviously you've got loads of audiobooks out there as well and so many fantastic voiceovers too that read them for you and really bring them to life yeah and i mean it just takes the pressure off of trying to find an hour to sit down or you know even on a kindle or whatever at least you can listen to it while you're cleaning while you're walking while you're driving as you said it's just it just takes that pressure off of trying to find that hour when you're not listening to midlands 103 exactly. <laughs> yes very true i mean we can do a quick shameless plug that we do have um a yes. podcast with midlands 103 as well and if um you do ever miss any shows like encore you can head over there yeah exactly <laughs> on our on our website on our website midlands 103 and also we're also on spotify google and iplayer and then wherever you listen to them but you can find no more us shameless everywhere plugs. you can find us everywhere Sarah, thank you so much for coming in and tell us about all of those. I think Petrified Now is definitely one I'm going to look into. I might be scared walking Lexi when I'm listening to it, but it'll be definitely worth it. Oh yeah, it's really good. Well, that is all the time we have for this evening. I want to say a big thank you to all of my guests. Shay Flannery from the Mount Melick Drama Festival to Eugene O'Brien, whose play Heaven has been nominated for an Irish Theatre Awards with the Irish Times, to Lisa Canny, who is bringing her headline show to Mullingar in February 25th, and to one of my favourite people, producer Sarah, for telling you all about fictional podcasts and audiobooks that are definitely worth a listen. I know I will be listening to Petrified while I am walking my little girl Lexi tonight when I go back home to Athlone, so I'm very, very excited to hear that. Again, Thank you to each and every person who has shown me love and support for my last show last week. It meant the absolute world to me. I have to say, working on radio has always been a dream of mine. I've just always had such an interest in this medium and I'm over the moon and thrilled and delighted of every emotion you can think of and I just want to again say thank you to each and every person that's tuned in and also listens to the podcast there is a podcast of Encore in case you did not know and you can find that up on our website midlands103.com trust me if you if you didn't listen at least you can listen back because I have I do I have some incredible guests that come on and they are worth listening to and just before I forget if you want to have something included in Encore you can email me to encore at midlands103.com or you can text me to 083 30 10 103. And you can also follow us across all of our social media platforms. Midlands 103 are on Facebook, TikTok. I nearly said Tinder. We're not on Tinder. <laughs> we're on Twitter and we're on Instagram. We're on every sort of social media platform you can think of. So make sure you go and give us a like and a follow. I know we will all really appreciate it. Plus, our TikTok videos are quite funny. So if you're looking for a laugh, definitely go there. Again, thank you, everybody. It has been a great show. I will be back next Thursday from 7 with more incredible guests and from more of the arts and what's happening in the arts in the Midlands in Leash, Offaly and West me.